Welcome to Tales from the Fog. I'm your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is the amazing and wonderful Veronica. Hello! And with us today is Rick West from Midsummer Scream. Hi! How are you doing? How are you guys? Great. How good. you doing? It's good to be here. Happy New Year to you happy. and everybody listening. And Well, now it's happy Chinese New Year, right? Lunar yeah. New Year is about oh. to start. It's right upon us. So whatever New Year you're celebrating right now, happy. 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 What's new? Uh, you know, <laughs> just shows and coming off of one show, plowing right into the next show and just a whole new year with a lot of promise. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to season screamings because you did your podcast or not podcast. You did your panel. Okay. About all the stuff that you guys saw this Halloween. Oh, in Halloween season. Yeah. All right. We're going to go back to October. <laughs> Whatever the go back sound is. So what, yeah. what was it like getting out there and seeing things out of state? And Dude, it was great. It, it was great. And it was definitely a huge step in the right direction. Um, and it really did feel for a lot of it pretty normal. I think it was a really strong Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Um you know, at the last minute, Nova and I decided, you know, we want to go somewhere because we've been stuck like everybody else in, in the COVID bubble at home. Yeah. And so it was a little bit loose and we were really, really jonesing for New Orleans. We love New Orleans. So we decided, well, let's just get out to New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. for a weekend. And and there were things that we wanted to see again, like 13th Gate, which is like the best haunt that I've ever seen. And so we wanted to see that again, but we also wanted to see new stuff. We wanted to see stuff that we haven't done before. So she found a great one uh, outside of town called Rise, uh-huh. which was fantastic. We went and did that. They, they've they got two two haunts and, and the hayride, and they couldn't have been sweeter. They were nice, the nicest people. And it just, it was, it was great. So we not only did New Orleans again for the Halloween season and, uh, and Baton Rouge, the outline areas. And, um, but we also did a lot of home haunts and then the theme parks opened back up. Yes. So it really did. It, it, it felt more or less, it felt like a regular Halloween season. As far as the production value of what was happening, do you, did you notice a difference? Um, with the theme parks, I think there was, uh, you could tell, I think, the, the theme parks had a challenge maybe getting back up and running with mm-hmm. production crews and hiring all new talent. Everybody, I think, has been really um, rusty, you yes. know? We've all we've all gotten a little COVID lethargic sitting at home and, and, and not doing this stuff. And so I, I, I could see it in, like, the operations of, of the parks. Um, that said, you know, I, I think Knott's did an amazing job last year with scary farm uh the new maze delirium is freaking gorgeous all hail daniel miller what a wonderful maze um talent was spot on the mazes all look fantastic we had a really good time at fright fest also fright fest was amazing this year great right they were really really great so no I, i think that everybody did a really really good job and of course Everybody could tell all the love and attention that was poured on to the Bride of Frankenstein at Horror Nights, right? That was everyone's mm-hmm. runaway favorite, you know, at, at Horror Nights. So, no, I, I think that, uh, yeah, operationally, I could see that it was a challenge for the parks to get back up and running. Um, home haunts, though, 
they were just ready to get back in the game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, 2020 was was rough on a lot of people. A lot of home hunts had to, I hate this word, pivot and, and do other things. Like, oh, Jesus, everybody <laughs> raised their hand how many times they've heard pivot when it comes to COVID. Hate it. Um, but they did. I mean, they, they had to change up their game in 2020. And so 2021 came around, and a lot of the home hunters really were able to hit full stride again. Yeah. But at the same time, there were also a lot of home hunters that got pinched in the incredible price increase of doing business. And, yeah. and like I had young hunters that I was talking to saying, Oh my God, my dad and I went to, to, you know, Home Depot to get some, some, some wood. And, and it's like, it's like six times more expensive, you know, than it was. So I don't know that I'm going to be able to do the home hot this year. So it was kind of like the gift that keeps on giving, you know? <laughs> so hopefully this year things will be a little bit, you know, more more stable and the prices hopefully will come down a little bit. Um, but no, it was it was felt. It was felt and it was certainly felt, you know, we I'm sure we we talk a few minutes here about season screamings. We had the hall of Yuletide spirits. Yeah. The haunters, it was expensive for them to do these haunts because of the price of materials and not only price of materials, the rental trucks yeah. to get to Pasadena. If they could find rental trucks, the mm -hmm. prices were like three, four times what they were normally, yeah. you know. And mm -hmm. so it was tough. It was it was a challenge for everybody. That's why we only brought stuff I could throw in my van. There you go, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, we did end up renting a, a, a vehicle because Casey had double duty and was basically doing setup for two booths. Mm -hmm. yeah. So on the way home, we did have to U-Haul. That was fun. Yeah, and expensive. <laughs> yeah. And just it, yeah. that, was, that was something that, you know... We, I don't think anybody really thought about until everybody was like locked in and it's production time. It's time to get, you know, the stuff to Pasadena. And then everybody was like, holy shit, this stuff is like really expensive to rent. Yeah. 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 I actually didn't realize how many rental trucks there are, mostly because I had never been on that side. I had never been in the loading dock mm -hmm. while people are moving all their mm -hmm. stuff in and out. I'm like, of course, not everyone has a mom mobile where they can fit all their stuff in right. it like they have to get a u-haul it's pretty crazy and the, and the game of tetris that we play yeah. to get everybody <laughs> in um and remember this is just what you saw that's just a fraction of what we have at midsummer at long beach right mm -hmm. so even this mini hall here that we had it, it, it it's an act of god to get everybody in and out and and huge props to ian Momi. he's he's our mastermind and figures out when the haunters are going to load in and when they're going to load out and how that all works and you know he does a lot of the hard work as far as the planning on that end so so yeah. huge shout out to ian and uh no but it worked really well and and it's it's all amazing how that that comes together so how are you feeling as you're approaching season screamings with all of the 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 shadow of a haunt from 2021? How was that kind of uh, how did that make you feel going into the season screamings part of it? So it was it was interesting. So season screamings, we knew that we were going to do at the beginning of 2021. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't a shocker, right? The shocker was awake in the spirits. When David called me, David Marklin called me in the morning and said, look, we can get the Pasadena Convention Center for this date. I think that we can do it. I've crunched the numbers. I think we can pull this off without killing us, you know, financially. We want to be able to put on, we would never put on a good show that wasn't, a show that wasn't good, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I, you know, I think that we can do this, you know, what do you think? 
It was literally like six weeks we had. So it was just an idea that he had. He's like, I wonder if. And then well, he so Gary him. Baker had like I had already like written off, you know, the summer show. Like we couldn't do Midsummer again, so we focused our sights on season screamings. Mm-hmm. That was always the plan to return to Pasadena and do season screamings there. And so in talking to Pasadena, Pasadena kept saying, well, we'd love to have you, you know, do, do something. And Gary Baker in the background was in David's ear constantly going, we have to do something. The community <laughs> wants it. We can't just like fold and do nothing. And I was already like, that was dead and buried with me. I had no idea that Gary was continuing to yap at David about this. So really, Gary Baker was the person that kept ramrodding this through that we have to do something. And so they they the date opened up. I think somebody canceled or something. And David said, okay, we have six weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> Can we do this? And I was just like, you know, oh shit, you know. We had always talked about it took us, what, like two and a half, three months to do the first Midsummer Scream in 2016. And I was like, I never want to do that again. Now we're talking about six weeks. Did you, know, you feel to some put of those echoing together. sentiments as you went into this one? I was just like, holy shit. You know, like, I, if we hadn't done this so many times before, and if this wasn't a fraction the size of Long Beach, there would have been no, it would have been crash and burn. Yeah. But the fact that we do have such a crack team that is just a well-oiled machine, the fact that we, you know, are, are at the point where David has to just put out one email and we have more vendors than we know what to do with i know that if i put out the call we have amazing haunters that are ready to step up and represent and so we did it so it was just like you know from can we do something to yes let's do something it was six weeks about to name the thing market the thing put the thing together and execute and open doors and that was insanity and it was a blur And it was super, super successful. And um, so in the wake of that, it was like, wow, oh my God, we can't even rest now. Now we're going right into season screamings. Did that set you back at all by adding that extra event while you were No, no. I mean, because we were planning on doing Midsummer, right? Which is a much larger event. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just crazy personally because, you know... While we continuously would talk about doing things, when you're not doing the things and you're sitting on couch for two years, you do find that you get really rusty about things. Even if you have, this is like, I don't know, like the 10th year or something that we've been putting shows together, right? You do get rusty if you don't continue to do these things. And um, it was evident because, I mean, season screamings, and we never want to say that something was easy. But season screamings was easy Comparative compared so. to yeah. something that's a monster like Midsummer Scream, right? So what we did was um, we knew what had to go where. We knew how to, you know, everything was shrunk down. So the, the so for people that are listening, the, the entire footprint that we use for something like Awaken the Spirits or season screamings, that entire footprint, which is pretty much the entirety of, of Pasadena, you know, the modern part of the, the convention center, that could fit in our Hall of Shadows in Long Beach. Yeah, that's the size difference. It's about it's about probably uh, maybe a fifth, maybe a fourth of mm-hmm. what we do in in Long Beach. Yeah. So it's bite size. It's 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 doable <laughs> for yeah. us, right? Um, that said, there were things that we overlooked and didn't even think about until like. The night before we opened, that Thursday night, <laughs> you know, we're setting up in, in, in the Hall of Yuletide Spirits. And Ian, you know, calls David and says, uh, did we 
order stanchions for the queue areas? No, none of us thought about it. So it was like, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Better go to the store and get a lot of duct tape. And we got to make lines on the floor, you know, cues for, for people. And so it was just we were laughing, but it was kind of like, oh, my God, how could we forget? And you just forget because it's been two years since yeah. we've had to do that. But I think nobody noticed. Because of COVID, you just think, oh, no touch points. They just put, yeah, just nobody just noticed. And it was floor. just, you know, <laughs> the crowd was such that it just, it wasn't like crazy crowded. It wasn't like overflowing lines. Yeah. It was doable. It was manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, cues, <laughs> and, and, and that will come back to Midsummer Scream, I promise you. That's like the first on our list mm-hmm. is securing the stanchions again. So, um, yeah, so it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, season screamings was very challenging because we had the brand new COVID mandate. Yep. where everybody that came into the building had to be vaxxed um, uh, and, show, and, and show their proof. And if not, they, they had a rapid testing center set up outside that people could do. Um, that was very challenging for us, you know, because that's not what we're in the business of doing. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so I'm hoping, knock wood, I'm hoping that that is something that is in our rearview mirror when it comes time in summer, because you're talking a difference of, you know, the, the Pasadena Convention Center, you're talking, you know, a few thousand to maybe 5,000 people a day. Whereas in Long Beach for our fifth anniversary this, this summer, we're looking at upwards of 50,000 people. Oh, so yeah. when you're suddenly talking about having to check that many people's vaccination status and all that, that's a huge operation and very daunting to think about. So yeah. we're all hoping that that is just in our rear view mirror at this point. Did you, uh, sorry if this question is a little bit spiky, but did you face any kind of negative reaction or backlash by having that in place and enforcing that? You know, you're always going to have, like, you can't please anybody, everybody all the time, right? So even in a perfect setting where there is no COVID, somebody's always, like, upset about something going going on. Um, That said, sure, yeah, I mean, it was a drag. It was something that we didn't foresee. Obviously, when we were planning season screamings at the beginning of this year, we never thought we'd still be in masks at this point, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, so here, here's the deal with season screamings. And anybody that went could see that it was it was not as attended as Awaken the Spirits was. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the weekend before Christmas because that's all that was available when we booked it, you know. So... The the problem, I think, was that there were families that were like, well, we have little ones that haven't because they're not in high school or whatever. They haven't gotten vaccinated. So, you know, are we going to spend, what, $30, $35 on a ticket to get them in? But then we have to spend $50 or whatever to get a test. Yep. Suddenly it's a very expensive and big ordeal, you know, for the family. So I think a lot of families just stayed away this time. You know, so from an aesthetic point of view and from a guest experience point of view, we've had so many people tell us, oh, my God, this is like the best show you've done. We, we love <laughs> season screamings. I will say that. The, I mean, people love it. Yuletide Spirits was like aesthetically amazing. Right. So people went nuts yeah. for it. And we probably got more accolades for season screamings than we've gotten for any of our shows. And I know that Markland, and I know that he, because David Markland is a huge Christmas freak. He loves Christmas stuff. And so this is something that he's always wanted to do, you know, the big collision of these two. Mm-hmm. And, and 
he was in love with it. And I was stoked for him because so many people kept saying, oh my God, it's beautiful, which is something you usually don't hear. Like when you walk into our main stage and it's spooky and everything, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. But it was all covered. It was like freaking the North Pole in there. I mean, it was Christmas lights flashing. It was beautiful, right? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Gary and his team did such a great job. Music and lighting synced intro was It was ridiculous, right? It was so freaking weird that it was one of our shows. And suddenly it's like Santa's Village exploded, you know? It was very Mannheim steamroller Christmas show. Oh, it was great. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Cole brothers did so good on, on the stage and all that. Yeah. So aesthetically, yeah. But I think business-wise, it was probably, in all the years we've done shows, probably the most challenging. And that, I would say, was 90% because of the COVID mandates and 10% because it was literally the week of Christmas, you know, yeah. leading right up to, to Christmas. Um, this year, it will be the first weekend in December, oh, so it's going to be it's going to be not so close to Christmas, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, knock on wood, again, as long as the the COVID stuff is in our rearview mirror as far as the mandates go, I'm sure that it will be like through the roof, like sold out like crazy th- this Very year, because yeah. everybody that went this year, this last year, fell in love with it. So they're coming back and they're bringing reinforcements oh, this yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. So and they're bringing so, money in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's yeah, I think it's going to be just huge this year. It was great last year. It, it we were all very proud of how it how it turned out, um, but we just got beaten down. We just got beaten down by this the COVID mandates here in California, and uh, I think that it was it was pretty apparent uh, to anybody that was there that it wasn't the typical sellout huge crowd you know type type of midsummer event but yeah. uh, again nothing that that was the fault of anybody on our team or the convention center and everybody showed up everybody did what they were supposed to do and just uh the 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 reasons out of our control just kind of took its toll that time around but that said it was successful from a business point of view it was successful from a guest point of view it was very successful so we are super excited and yes we are already in production on season screamings 2022 do you have that same 18 month uh approach time um maybe not to season screamings although i mean it can go that way, but mm-hmm. for Midsummer is such a, a, a behemoth, right? Midsummer is the is the mothership. So that is something that, you know, and we're like we are knee deep, we're waist deep now in, in full blown production for Midsummer. And it feels weird. It feels good. Um, but it feels really weird. Like Awaken was such a scramble. It was like Holy shit, holy shit, we got to get this, we got to get this. And it all fell into place. It was beautiful. It was like a, the perfect game of Tetris. It was wonderful. But, uh, and Season Screamings was just a slow burn. It was like, okay. I think the hardest thing for Season Screamings was it was just, we were tired after Awaken the Spirits, right? We were yeah. tired after that. We were tired after a nonstop Halloween season. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God, we can't just like lean back on the couch and get fat and happy with, with pumpkin pie and everything in the holidays because now Season Screamings is coming. Yeah. So... Um, but being in production, and we're in heavy production now for Midsummer, for finally our fifth anniversary show <laughs> yes. that's taken seven years to get to, um, it, it's, it feels really good. It feels really weird. It feels surreal. Um, more importantly, though, it feels normal. And it yeah. feels really, really exciting. And so you're here to tell us everything that's happening at Midsummer. Wow. I'm going to spill all the beans. Ready? Here we go. I can't. Um, (laughs) I can tell you a few things. So first things first, very important. I can confirm right now. This is the first, first public confirmation 
the Black Cat Lounge will return. <gasps> See, there's the end of that. That that's the end of the 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 suspense for that. And you just and you just sold out all your tickets. Yeah, right of now. course that's it. Because yeah, it, Black Cat Lounge. Like, come on, everybody <laughs> knew it was coming back, so that's not will, really that much of a. Will the Fast Pass system come back for Black Cat Lounge? I don't know, to be honest with you. We haven't really discussed operations for that. Uh, this time around, uh, there is a huge queue for that all the it's time. Always, so yeah, so I would like to have a timed entry. So yeah, so we'll, we we will we will I'm sure very soon be discussing that. But yes, the kitties will be back in Long Beach. Um, I can confirm that we will have again. The Hollow Shadows is coming back, um, and I can tell you uh, that. We have never had such a strong and robust lineup for Hollow Shadows as we already do, like, this early. Like, it is, the hall's already packed with more stuff than we've ever had before. And yeah. these are, and it's completely well-rounded. It's it's returning favorites. It's really exciting new participants. It's home haunts. It's pro haunts. And it's just, it's a fantastic Fantastic mix this year. Can you divulge any? Well, it's still going to be three days this year, right? So here's the deal, and and I can talk about this too. We are going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Hall of Shadows will not be open Friday night. See, now you're cutting everybody short. Hall of Shadows. You'll spend all your money on Friday night, and then you go see all the stuff. Right, and then you go see the things. Okay. So. Backing up to season screamings. The thing with season screamings is we had about a day and a half of setup. And then that second day, halfway through the day, the haunts had to open up for operation for that night. And bless our haunters. That was a lot to ask. Yeah, That was a freaking lot to ask of these haunters. Um, And so we had for 2020 uh, and 2021, we, we had, said that we were just going to have the Hall of Shadows for the two days that would not open on the Friday night. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for us to make that decision. We're going to keep with the game plan originally. And it was, in a very nice way, completely reinforced to us, like, (laughs) man, you're killing us, you know, type of thing. So so the Hall of Shadows, you'll be able to take pictures in front of the Hall of Shadows, which I can say Cal Haunts is doing the entry, again, for Hall of Shadows. Um, You'll be able to take your pictures in front of that. But the mouth of it going into it is going to be blacked out. We're going to have the pipe and drape. Oh, cool. So you'll be able to hear stuff going on in there, but you won't be able to see what's going on in there until you come Saturday morning. So it's going to be kind of like the the, the teaser, right, for everybody. So um, we have some returning favorites that I can mention. The Drek Society is going to come back. Reichland Asylum is going to come back. Fear Farm is coming nice. back. Everybody loved that, right? With the giant yep. Gingy, the gingerbread man at, at, at Season Screamings was amazing. Get in the oven. They're coming <laughs> back and they are just, they've got some crazy ideas and they're just, what a wonderful team. All of them. Great. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think somebody else I, I know is, is going to be coming back. Can we talk about you guys coming back at all? Which, which you was guys? It, was both. It? We can okay. talk about both, maybe. Was it confirmed? Um, yeah, I would say so. Or let's say the intent is confirmed, <laughs> right? The intent is confirmed to have Speed Zone LA yeah. come back and participate. Yeah. and uh, Now known as um, Boomers. Boomers, okay, yeah. yes. And uh, I can say that we are definitely well into talks with a uh, certain slider team here <laughs> in Southern California. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a fantastic 
fantastic hollow shadows. Yeah. yeah. And we're excited and working on some, some high profile, uh, 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 panels and presentations already that uh, if they come to fruition are going to be some of the best things that we've ever done at a show. So it's very exciting. It's 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 it pretty amazing. If 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 the fans could take a peek at my inbox right now, I, they would wet their pants because there's like some pretty <laughs> exciting things sitting in there. So I'm well, geeking out, excited. So that's yeah. a good sign. You've you've built that reputation where you have that pull. If you can imagine it, there's going to be a way where you can put it together. So it's it's kind of making itself known with those things in the inbox and with just the little bits of things that we've gotten to hear that we can't talk about yet. Like you can tell that this this behemoth is it's an entity unto itself. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Comic Con of Halloween. Yeah, well we're excited and and it's nice as we go, even though we've had to cancel the past two years because of COVID, people know midsummer now they know the brand they know the name and so in a lot of situations when we come knocking they're very excited yeah mm -hmm. that we've come knocking you know and we also now of course we have people coming out of the woodwork saying hey what if or we'd like to be you know it, when you get to that point it's really nice because it almost becomes like self-driving it's like autonomous yeah. almost right yeah so our our you know our job now is as the producers being David and Claire and Gary and myself is just to make sure that it doesn't go off the rails, that it's not like so crazy pants that we get into stuff that we don't really know that we can pull off or, or we don't know how it's going to be received. We have to, we, we still have a very definite mission statement that mm -hmm. we, that we use every year as a roadmap in this. And, uh, and, and I think that as long as we continue to hold ourselves to that measure, we will continue to be successful. And I, and I think that, uh, I think that fans are going to fly in from all over the world, and and really, to me, it's this is a huge deal, and I'm I'm extra excited about it this year because even though we've had two shows in the past year, it's it's been over two years since we've had Midsummer. Yep. You know, so like for me, this year it's all about Homecoming. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like so emotional and so excited I, about that. I can say that I was hit up, so we. What was the last year? 2019 Midsummer. So we met a family from New Zealand who didn't even know Midsummer Scream was going on. They were doing a they were doing a Disneyland family trip from New Zealand. Sure. And I guess they got hit on social media with the ad and they're like, "Oh, Halloween, like they've always heard about." Yeah, yeah. United great. States Halloween. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, let's go check it out." And they became big fans of Decay Brigade. They literally bought, I think, every single piece of merch we had at the booth. Yeah. <laughs> for the entire family, which yeah. was awesome. But yeah, they they actually hit me up because they had my contact info and asked if it was happening this year. Wow. So that's I don't know great. if they're planning on coming out. But well, that would it's be wonderful. Nutty. Yeah. yeah. We have we have we have quite a few people that fly in from from other countries. Well, you've got Germany. The we'll EU see. comes in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's 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 really great. And I think the more the you know, the pandemic mellows the hell out, I think that people will start I mean, if we're buggy here in the United States to do stuff, can you imagine what fans that don't have outlets like we do yeah. in other countries, they're going like batshit to, to get <laughs> some of this back in. Mm -hmm. You know? 
I listen to the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, right? Oh, yeah. And they have been <laughs> dying to get back to Horror Nights in Orlando. And they're yeah. so excited, you know, to come back. And so I know that fans across the pond are really freaking excited for Halloween, for Midsummer, for the theme park events. So, yeah, I think we're going to have a really good international turnout this year. For the Friday night production, are you going to have um, panels and classes and things of that sort also, or is it only going to be the show floor? To be determined. Um, you know, when when we were planning, let me say this, when we were planning uh, the 2021 show, the Friday night was really focused on shopping. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all about shopping. I mean, we're going to have we're going to have over 300 vendors. Right. So that's a lot of shopping in just a few hours to do on the show floor. So um, whether there's peripheral entertainment uh, in the way of something going on in the ballroom, maybe classes, probably not. That's more of a weekend thing. I mean, it's not a definite no, but it was never really in the mix. Like in in 2020 or 2021, we weren't thinking of doing education on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think that really, and and again, this is all TBD. Uh, I I think that for Friday night, you can just plan on socializing, having fun shopping with your friends, seeing your favorite vendors again, and if we have anything, I mean, the bars will be open. You know, the the, the convention center, I'm sure, will be selling drinks, and and so. I'm sure we'll have gathering spots because, yeah. again, this is even though, again, like we've already had two shows in Pasadena, this is the first time we're coming back to Long Beach. There's going to be a lot of people that haven't seen each other since the last midsummer yeah. in yeah. 19, which so I, I think the focus is to give people like really cool uh, opportunities to, to mix with each other and, and congregate. And just like I said, homecoming, you know, for everyone. So I think really that's in my mind anyway, I think that's what Friday night holds. Cause it's only like what, four hours or whatever, five hours or so yeah. that will be open that shopping. That's having a drink with friends. It's catching up. Oh my God, I'll see you tomorrow. And the night's already gone. Yep. So I think that's probably the Friday night will be pretty light on programming. What about, um, are you going to have a, a gala or any sort of party on Saturday night? Um, to be determined, but I mean, we have fallen in love with the Midsummer After Dark, uh, template, you know, David Markland came up with the whole, like I've always said, I've always pushed for just having the big party with the music and the bars open or whatever. And David said, no, if we're going to be open, we're going to have other stuff to do. And, and it's turned out great. Like in 2019, the after party was freaking off the chain. It was ridiculous. It was really, really good. It was so fun. Right. So I think that one thing that this team does recognize is when we hit something finally that strikes a nerve that's really successful, we try not to mess that up. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that we will see what we saw similar in 2019 and just maybe tweaked and amplified a little bit for this year. I mean, we, we do recognize and we, I think we don't, I think I'm the one that talks mostly about it being our fifth anniversary, just because I think saying that it's finally our fifth anniversary, I think that that like puts added pressure on on the team um, because it is a a special milestone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think that the idea is we're just going to put on the best damn show that we've ever put on and we're just pulling out all the stops. And uh, that means every little aspect of it is 
reviewed, examined, reviewed again, mm -hmm. tweaked to make it stronger, and then executed. So if we had fun in 2019 at the party, I think that this year's party is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be great. I Do they have any thoughts on what kind of movie they'll be screening? There's lots of thoughts. I just can't talk about anything. Dang it. What um, we do in the yeah. shadows. Uh, so it, it's drink. just, um, you know, uh, <laughs> David threw out a, a, a cursory uh, a pitch idea about it. And the team, everybody nodded and said it sounded fun. And awesome. so we're going to just build on that. And it's, it is going to be a really, really fun weekend. And, yeah. and, and people that don't attend are going to have the worst FOMO they've ever had in their <laughs> entire life. Because, we, like I said, we, we're taking all the years of experience and all this pent-up just, just anticipation in the last two years. And it's just going to be like midsummer extreme That's this awesome. year. Yeah. So now that it is an even longer destination with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do you have like hotel packages and things like arranged with the neighbors? We do. Um, we do. And the best place to get that is to go on the Midsummer Scream website, which is midsummerscream.org. Uh, Claire Dunlap is really good about reaching out to the hotels and, and getting the partnerships going. Yeah. So that stuff will be on there. And make sure that you're signed up also for our e-newsletter. We, we, we don't sell off your information or anything <laughs> like that. But what we do do... See, I, I pause so I wouldn't say what we do do because I'm like perpetually 12. So yeah, do do. So what, what we do do is we put a lot of that news and information in the newsletter. David Markland heads that up and he's really good about getting the information out that way too. So yeah, I, I, would, I would keep an eyeball on those two things on the, on the site itself and also on our newsletter. And I highly suggest it because 2019 was the first year that we did hotel the whole time oh yeah god just, yes it made the event so much better it's, it's so much more experience. manageable if yeah. you can stay within walking distance yeah because i mean the ugly truth is parking is a nightmare and yep. the streets get clogged it's a standstill mm -hmm. people get upset it's nothing that we have any control over as far as parking or anything like that um you know, there's going to be a lot of people this year. Yep. And so we, in the months leading up to it, we, we beat the drum, I think, this year. Because everybody, like I said, is, is, is out of practice. I think we're going to have to pound the drum Man. that, yeah. yes, parking will be bad. If you can get into a place where you can just park it for the weekend and just walk to the convention center every morning, that is so much better. Yeah, it's so get much sleep better. In, Dude, have some yes, right, exactly. And you make you know? an event out of it, yeah. which yes. a lot of people do. Yeah, and and for those of us that live in Southern California, it's a staycation, right? Yeah, it's just you just right on the water. Yeah, it, it's Gorgeous. great. There are a lot of really great accommodations yeah. right there by the convention center. So it's a necessity for us because we're like the Walking Dead at the end of every day. <laughs> uh, but for our guests, we say absolutely. And it's not even about pumping money into like Long Beach. It's about like keeping yourself sane, keeping yourself, you know, um, rested. Because it's 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 a lot to yeah. walk around the convention center for mm -hmm. two and a half days now. People's legs are going to be falling off at the end should, of the day. You guys should get in touch with the city of Long Beach and see if they'll do a super cheap stay at the Falling in the Water Queen Mary oh Hotel. My God, that's an attraction in its own right now, right? But <laughs> just to uh, get just to give them some more money to help oh fix it because they they've officially that started poor, that poor ship. But but it needs yeah. a lot of money. So a lot of money, a lot of money. <laughs> 
So, but uh, yeah, but we do. We do to answer your question. Yeah, we do. We have partner. We have partnerships with the hotels, and they like us because we're good for business, and we like them because that's a good place to lay your head at night, and uh, it makes everybody a happy camper all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question, but it's more about the production side of it. So sure. I don't know if, um, sir, editor, if you want to end up cutting this out. But, um, <laughs> So you mentioned that you're in full-scale production yeah. and all everyone's involved and you're reaching out and doing all these things. How many hours of your day or your week, however you want to to quantify it, do you end up spending on this? Is it like the same thing as having a second full-time job? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and anybody that works in entertainment or in like <laughs> the themed entertainment industry will tell you it's not a nine to five. Yeah. It's 24 seven and it's every day. Uh, I tend for my own sanity and my own life balance, I try to only quote unquote work during the day, during the week, Mm -hmm. because I don't necessarily like being bothered at night. I don't want to be bothering other people at night Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be bugged on the weekends, of course, until it's showtime or unless it's really, really important. And I don't want to bug anybody else on the weekends. Uh, that said, as we get closer to the show time, then yeah, every every day becomes Monday. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it will intensify very quickly. But for now, yeah, I mean, it's 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 whenever the emails come in, we want to respond to the emails, unless it can wait until the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're having phone calls, we're having phone calls, Zoom calls on the weekend. We're it, it's like a full blown entertainment production where there's there's no nine to five, you know, yeah. punch card. It's just whenever we need to do it, we do it. Now, when we're dealing with the Long Beach Convention Center, and usually that's Claire uh, and or David, um, they're obviously kind of more of a nine to five, you know, thing. But but no, I mean, even then on the weekend, they have people there that talk to us. And so it's kind of whenever it needs to get done. But it is the job that never ends. I mean, truth be told, David and I are already talking about Midsummer 23. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're already well into pushing. I've already got a to-do list for Midsummer 2023. So, yeah, it's it's a never-ending cycle. But it's good, and it's something that we're very blessed to be doing. That's true. It could definitely be worse. So then how do you you manage that as far as the event that's upcoming and the event that's right after that? Because it is right after that. Yeah. And then the one... Afterwards, how do you uh, keep those things separate but still give them the attention that they need? That's weird, right? It's like... Um, different folders on the computer. Dude, it's like playing different <laughs> games on PlayStation or whatever, yeah. right? Like some nights you want to do a shooter and the next time you want to do RPG. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like 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 whatever. You just kind of keep them both moving forward. Um, I have not gotten to the point yet where I like you know, confuse something for the other. And I haven't crossed wires that way. Um, but it's definitely a juggling act. And, you know, the, the to-do lists that I make for myself, those are my saving, you know, the, my saving grace is I pull up my, my to-do lists on my phone or on the computer. And I just go down the list every day when I'm sitting in front of the computer to make sure that I have forgotten about something, haven't missed something. I mean, cause God knows I, will very easily forget things. And um, so the, the to-do lists are actually the lifesaver. Do you guys have a program that you use? Like do you use Teams or, or like Google? Uh, so we use, we use Google Drive for our community folders. 
Like if we know that, you know, Tales from the Fog, you're going to be guests or whatever. We have a folder where we have your headshots and your bios or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we have our community folders that the executives can can access. Or or like if if Norm Gidney is helping us with Horror Buzz on something, he has access to help with these graphics or this, you know, whatever. Um, But for all of us individually, I think that we are four very different people. And so we all have four probably very different processes. Mm-hmm. Right. Gary and is very focused on the production of the AV and the main stage and all that on mm-hmm. his end. Yeah. David and I don't even know what that's going to look like. And Claire, don't we don't even know what that's going to look like until we walk in and we see it built. <laughs> Gary keeps that a secret from everybody. That's that's, that's his fun. surprise every year. Right. Is that something that kind of brings him joy? Like I think he loves that. Yeah. yeah. He always gets the very coy little smirk on his face and says, yeah. you'll see. You Just know, pulling so. stuff out of his yeah, back pocket. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Oh, so <laughs> that's, that's, you know, he has his way of doing things with his guys at Call Brothers. Um, you know. Claire has, well, Claire handles all the dirty work that none of us want to do with all the, you know, back end stuff of production of dealing with the facility and negotiating the contracts and all that stuff. Like I have zero, negative zero interest in (laughs) handling that stuff, right? So she gets into the trenches, handles all that stuff. She's your line producer. So she definitely has her own processes. Mm-hmm. Um, David is got his hands in every aspect of the show. So he's got his own processes and how he keeps it. David is pretty much the one that's responsible for all the vendors. I have a hard time dealing with like 15 different haunts and haunters, <laughs> right? I can't imagine how he keeps like over 300 vendors straight. I don't even I, I wouldn't even want to attempt that. I couldn't attempt that. And so, yeah, I think that we all have very different processes that all kind of gel together at the end and, and usually form a pretty seamless execution. And you have a strong team that you work with that isn't necessarily part of the executive team. Our core team, team, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the core team is, there's a lot of them, like Ian, who runs our Hall of Shadows and and, and coordinates all that and does a lot of the CAD work for the show floor and and all that. You know, that's a well-oiled machine. I wouldn't know the first thing about, you know, how to do any of that. And that's good. So we have a support team, uh, too many to name, but we had, you know, Sierra Skelton, who's in charge yep. of all of our white bats, who are our employees, you know, mm-hmm. for, for midsummer. Um, they all are amazing. I mean, and frankly, we wouldn't have them if they were anything shy than amazing, because we know the commitment that we've made to this community to continuously deliver the show that this community deserves. Yeah. That's always that's what I've said since the beginning, right? We're going to give this community the show that it deserves and wants. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that with anything less than amazing on your team. So we're very, very uh, conscientious about that, too. We're very lucky. But you, but you've, again, you've earned that in the same way that you've earned you know, the, the weight that comes with this big event, you've earned the support of yeah. the people who really want to be involved. And yeah. you have the resources. Yeah, to it's not hard to find people that are really good that are want to be really involved, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's a blessing again. It, it's a blessing and it makes things a lot easier for us. I'm not saying it takes all the stress out of it because there's anxiety and I've already had like a couple nights where I wake up in the middle of the night feeling really anxious about stuff. And we're just like, 
this is like normal production at this point. We're not even in like the home stretch where it yeah. starts getting really hairy with things, right? But just, uh, yeah, just in general, you, you just, you wake up sometimes in the middle of the night with anxiety and, oh my God, this is going to be huge. How are we going to, you know, better ourselves this year? And, you know, I, I, it's just, but we're going into this. I think we all have renewed enthusiasm. We have uh, a really cool renewed we just had our this this week. We just actually had our our very first official midsummer meeting for the year. The executives did, and you know what? You could really feel it. It was it was palpable. We were giddy. We were joking about things. We were excited. It was a it was an interesting meeting because it was kind of like a closure, um, the closure roundtable on season screamings, and it was then switched gears immediately to, all right. What are the first action items we have of this year wow. for Midsummer Scream? So it was kind of a weird split personality meeting mm-hmm. um, where it was celebratory and oh wow okay but remember this year we're going to do this better and yeah. <laughs> and it switched right over then into okay now where are we at with this 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 and it was great it was an intense it was about a four hour meeting it was very intense wow. and uh, we're off and rolling but we could just you could feel it was almost tangible the excitement and just the um, the, the 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 for lack of better term just the strength you could really feel the groundswell for this one mm-hmm. is is different because we know that it's in ways it's a comeback and more importantly like i keep saying it's a homecoming and so you can really tell that it just internally from 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 the four of us to i'm sure the core team to our partners to the fans everybody is just really really excited to come together and just really pull this one off this year Mm -hmm. we've had strike one and strike two this is it we're we're coming home well there's when you have these these year-long issues that we've had to deal with and you're not able to immerse yourself in the things that that bring you joy and the things that that almost are like part of your identity. They're part of what you know your life experience to be. Sure. And with Haunt, it's some people can take it or leave it, but we can't. Yeah. It is part of our identity and it's part of like, it's part of our lives. Yeah. And to have something like this to get it, it's almost like, like you said, getting it back, like the yeah. homecoming. There's like a, a, I don't know, it's like a validation or a sense of purpose where the thing that you're good at and the thing that you know others want you to do and what you want to do to be able to do that and not have and you know having it taken away from you for so long too like that's that's it feels bigger than just being like you're part of something bigger you're creating something bigger there's been nothing harder than having to cancel midsummer the past two years for us business wise devastating that's oh, devastating. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're ready to celebrate our fifth anniversary and suddenly COVID comes and we're like, we're like really making huge strides. You know, we're a large class, uh, major convention mm-hmm. and we're bringing in people from all over the world and suddenly that hits a wall for two years. That's a long time to be on ice. And there's a yeah. lot, I, I know there's a lot of smaller conventions that didn't survive and mm-hmm. won't survive, you know, the pandemic. And so we were lucky because we have this community, you know, we were lucky because we were able to do things like Awaken the Spirits and Season Screamings. Um, you know, we we are blessed with, with the greatest, I've said this, the best community in the world. This is the greatest community in the yeah. world. But yeah, personal, I mean, having to cancel business-wise for us was hard, but this is something that's become our lives. 
So, yeah, on one hand, it really sucks to have to say, okay, well, we can't come out and play this year. There's always next year. Uh But it's really hard emotionally and mentally to say, okay, everything that we've been working so hard to do is just on ice. And certain things that were going to go for this year only, those are permanently gone. Like there are, there are, you know, there are two midsummer screams that in our heads existed in concept that we will never get to share with everybody. Sure, the, some of the best parts of that will survive and will come this summer, uh-huh. but there are certain things that will never happen. Because it's just the, the other opportunities came and we chose to do this instead of that and, you know, different avenues. But it, it, it's, it sucks and it's personally, it's very hard. Um, you know, by trade, I work in the themed entertainment industry and I work on concept development most of the time. So I know that professionally, 98% of the stuff that I work on will never see the light of day. It'll never get past my Word document, right? Mm-hmm. Midsummer is bankable. Like, you know it's going to happen. This thing that you've been planning the past 18 months, that's going to come to fruition every July. This is when it's going to, you know, this is... And having that taken away for two years, for me personally, that's been really, really emotionally hard Mm -hmm. to wrestle with. Super emotionally hard. So, yeah, this is very personal. Like, yeah, it's all about, you know, the great comeback. You know, we're all coming back from COVID and it's going to be the great, you know, homecoming. But you know, for for us, it's 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 also very personal. It, it it and you know, I I can't speak you know intimately for the other other three, but for me, it's getting a huge portion of like what drives me, you know, my personal being yeah. back. You know, I mean, I can drive around with a car with a midsummer license or whatever license plate, but without midsummer scream. It's just a license plate. It's just it's just a thing that people yeah. heard of. You can't say, "Well, are you coming next month?" You know, or whatever. It's so having it happening again. Sure, it feels like I've gotten a huge part of my soul back. Yeah. You know, and so then I think that I think that that's how the other three feel because, like I said, when we had our meeting at Gary's this week, there was this really almost tangible groundswell of excitement talking about these things. Well, there's yeah, that yeah. hyper presence that yeah. you're you're doing something together and it's real. It's yeah. like there's some moments like that where you're is alive. Like that's yeah. what it is to feel alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like when we when we started planning twenty twenty one, it was with a lot of caution. And we knew like very early on, we knew that it was gonna be super challenging because we couldn't get anybody to commit because they're like, Well, we don't know how this COVID thing is going and it became very apparent very quickly in planning for 21 that we had a problem with programming. Yeah. You know, you can't program a show for 40,000 plus people on a wink and a nod and a, yeah, maybe we'll show up from mm-hmm. celebrities or from panelists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we were very late into the game and we were like nervous because it was not coming together. The world was still very broken at the beginning of 2021. This year, um, there is a completely different feeling. I mean, haunters who are the most hardcore of of the hardcore last year were like, well, we're not sure. We want to keep our team safe. So even haunters 
yeah. were like iffy on doing Hollow Shadows or, or whatever. And this year, this year we are off to the races already. Like I said, the, the most robust I've ever had the Hollow Shadows this early on. Uh, so I'm very excited about that and very proud and you know excited to share that in the in the weeks and months ahead you know with everybody, um, you know that that's very exciting and vendors the vendor the vendor response has been through the roof, you know vendors are just chomping at the bit to get back, and some of these high profile um, some of these high profile panels that that I'm having a hand in in in, in putting together. The response is almost immediate from people, and it's a resounding yes, 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 yes. Please, we 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 would love to come do that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very it's 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 night and day. There is of yeah. course the specter hanging over all of us of what if something beyond Omicron or Omicron, whatever you want to call it, what if that comes out of the woodwork and suddenly we're cast into darkness again? You know, of course we all know that that could happen. Yep. It just feels, for all intents and purposes, this year feels night and day different than it did at the beginning of 2021 when we were going into full production. So I, I think, like I said, we are off to the races and we're ready just to grand slam it for you guys. I can't, can't wait. wait. Yeah. So looking ahead to Halloween Ooh, yeah. of 2022, is 22, right? It is. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know anymore. Here it is. Oh, I know. Are you guys planning anything? Going anywhere? Have any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, we're right now so focused on on that, and and I know that. Um, I mean, I can I can only speak personally. Uh, well, obviously the team, everybody's looking forward to doing the theme park things again and, yep. and all that stuff this year. Um, and I, I, there is no doubt in my mind that the home haunts are going to be like freaking ridiculous this year. Mm-hmm. They just get better and better every year. I mean, they really do. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will, we will try to travel. Um, the big question hanging over our heads here on this, 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 this couch over here <laughs> is we're looking to move out of California. Yeah. And that begins that look that 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 road we begin down immediately following Midsummer Scream. So closer I mean, to the location I'm about to talk to you about. Well, yeah, okay. Well, so if if everything <laughs> and again, there are so many moving pieces that have to fall into place. Yeah. It is going to happen. It's just a matter of exactly when. Nova and I could be in Las Vegas at Halloween. So, yeah. you know, in which case, we'll be coming down here to see Home Haunts and we will also be rallying the haunt community in the vegas valley so which is something our, we're gonna our, tap so yeah. crash on your couch yeah huh yeah right <laughs> well, of course our friends todd and victoria i don't know if you know them they they worked at coffin creek and and now they're over at castle park okay um i've never done castle hot stuff. park so i've got to do that this Halloween. uh they yeah. took a trip this year up to salt lake city okay and they said it was one of the best Halloween places they've ever gone. They said wow. there's like a haunted attraction on nearly every corner. Wow. They said they're just blowing up up there. That's great. So I'm thinking we might want to do a road trip up to Salt Lake City. Dude, you never think of Utah <laughs> as like a Halloween hotbed. I know, right? right? You, you just and they said right? some of the attractions were amazing. Well, that's awesome. So. Well, that's yeah. good. And and every chance I can, I always put this little pin in for if you are looking for somewhere to go for a weekend in October to see how Halloween is, you have to go to New Orleans. Yes. You have to, have to, have to, at some point in your life as a Halloween fan, 
take the time and go to New Orleans for a few days during October. I've heard that from so many different That's the place, man. Well, yeah. it's, it's already normally spooky mm-hmm. and, and ominous, you know. But going at how, New Orleans, first of all, nobody knows how to party like New Orleans does. Yeah. For everything. There's a, for everything. It's Monday. Let's have a Monday parade. You know, <laughs> it's like freaking crazy. People are amazing there. They're just, yeah. they're nuts for parades and for celebrations. And so the Halloween scene there is, oh my God, so alive and well. You got to get a rental car though, or plan on having a rental car because you, if you are in New Orleans, you have to drive out to Baton Rouge and see things like 13th Gate. Yeah. And you got to go over and see the rise. Rise Haunted Attraction is is amazing. It's 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 they're both about an hour and a half or so outside of New Orleans. So you need the, you need the car. And for I, that. I believe Rise has another one in Texas, right? Don't they have a second attraction in Texas? I'm not sure, because we haven't done Texas ever for Halloween. I want I want to say they do. Yeah, I can't remember. It wouldn't surprise me. These guys are all very enterprising and they're very smart at what they do, and they're really damn good. Yeah, at what they do. So, God, if you're gonna travel this year, you guys. Do New Orleans for a weekend. You'll you'll thank me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we love seeing stuff. But you know, our time and our our uh, finances will will be really focused on moving. You know, yeah. to Las Vegas, and that's oh, yeah. an expensive endeavor and that's takes nice time. And so, so that's what that's that's so the it is unknown. There is a big <laughs> spooky question mark. It's spooky because it's Halloween. Yeah. There's a big spooky question mark about Halloween. We will, no matter where we are, do things like knots and Universal and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But as far as our bandwidth for doing other things, I guess time will tell in the months ahead and we'll be talking about it with you guys i'm sure in the future about what we're doing and and yeah so it's a big it's a big question mark and it's a very exciting uh year ahead i think it's exciting so if people want to find out more about midsummer scream and all that stuff um what's the socials and website the socials are midsummer scream and the uh, website is midsummerscream.org and like i said before do go ahead and sign up for our electronic newsletter. You'll be the first to hear all the information that way. Um, and then we're all, you know, we're all on our own social media things. I'm Rick West 999. And uh, that's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I got kicked off of Twitter, like we all know. Yay. But, uh, yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so we're, we're out there. But the most important thing is for people to follow Midsummer Scream. Um, our Midsummer Scream Twitter it's kind of fallen by the wayside. I mean, we do post on it, yeah, but it's kind of a blue moon when we do. Uh, we don't have anything like TikTok or any any of that. Instagram, but we is do great. have Instagram, and our Instagram is very active. Yep. So we're Midsummer Scream on Instagram. Uh, David and Claire they maintain the Midsummer Scream Facebook page. We're on Facebook, uh, so follow us there. But by all means, the, the newsletter. Yeah. That, that's the best way, really, to stay in tune with what's going on. So if someone is interested in getting involved in the production side, like joining the White Bats or however, is joining the newsletter or reaching out via Instagram? The website, probably. You know, you have a lot of people that send questions on social media. That's probably the single worst way you can reach out to somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you have 30,000 followers and 10% of them have questions, 
that's a shit ton of DMs, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and a lot of that just automatically goes to like the junk thing or the, you know, the whatever, where you have to like physically go, you know, really searching to see what people have asked you or whatever. The additional so yeah, no, yeah. no, the best is just go to the website and there's, there's going to be contacts there, whether you're media, whether you're vendors that want to, you know, I, I don't want to give out anybody's email address here, but I mean, it's just, it, it's there if you look on the site for the contact information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, reaching out via DMs and stuff like that is really, that's like taking a shot in the dark. It, yeah. It's, you know, and if, you know, from the business standpoint, if one, like from a production standpoint, that's not the most professional way to reach out. Well, so, you know, it's like, probably not a good idea. Anyway. It's just, I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty. I reached, if I can't reach somebody any other way, oh, sure. I will shoot a DM. Mm-hmm. On behalf of Midsummer Scream to somebody, so it's been done. It's just, it's just very hard because Gary Baker is never on the Midsummer socials. Yeah, I believe. Uh, that. <laughs> I think David and Claire, they will give it a cursory look. I will give it a cursory look, and and really between the, the three of us, that's who's manning it. Like yeah. I never see the Facebook thing. So if you're sending something to me about Hall of Shadows or whatever. I will never see it on Facebook. So you don't have a designated social media person? Oh, no. We handle it ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, we handle our social media. In the, in the past, we've had, like, during showtime, we will have people on to do, like, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. But no, that's just something that, you know, it's, it's, we, we feel very strongly that uh, what we have built is our voice. And it's a pretty hairy proposition to turn your voice over to somebody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. it takes one person to say one wrong thing, whether on purpose or inadvertently, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got a shit ton of, of damage you've got to correct. Yeah. So I, I think we're more most comfortable with with the three of us, really, mm-hmm. really. And and it's not that Gary isn't savvy at it. He he's savvy at it. He just he's just it's just not his jam. You know, he's, yeah. he's busy doing uh-huh. his own Gary things, and uh, you know we're all very busy. But we do like once a day. I'll look at the midsummer stuff, maybe. Lately, it's been maybe once a week, but I mean, as we ramp up, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I post a lot of like anytime you see like like the the home haunt stuff, I post a lot of that. I like probably ninety five percent of that. That's me. When Nova and I go around and look at the home haunts, we post that, and people go nuts for those posts. They love oh, that. Yeah. In fact, David and I were just we had lunch a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago, and he was like, "Man, those those people love when you post about the home haunts." And I said, "Well, f- truth be told." I still have a shitload from Halloween that I haven't posted yet. He goes, post them. He goes, it doesn't, these people don't care what time of year it is. Just post them, you know? So there is more home haunt stuff coming, you know, on the midsummer thing, which, which is fine because that puts us, that keeps us on everybody's radar. Yeah. Not that we necessarily need to be on everybody, but it's nice to keep in the spotlight and people's minds. Right. So, you know, there's more of that coming and, uh, but yeah, reach out to us on the website. If, especially if you're a vendor or media, we have a lot of that, and uh, you know we we will get to you. It just takes a long time because again, we don't have a professional service that handles our email or calls or anything like that. It's the three of us that's fielding great. it. That's yeah. wild that this gigantic ass event is really like communication wise handled by you for humans. It's very important to us that we are the keepers of the voice of Midsummer Scream. Once you start delegating that to others, it after time won't sound like midsummer scream yeah. mm-hmm. so you know it, it, it's one of those things that we're very conscious about well your you know as your your trade your profession being a creative writer 
it you can absolutely tell that in your posts like there's a story there's you know there's an actual reason to read the next sentence like it's more than just a caption yeah if that makes sense well and and it's that, funny because i can we can tell like when, when there's a post on midsummer we know right away like who did it oh yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's like i know that david doesn't usually include many hashtags yeah if any claire will <laughs> claire will do like a few of the same hashtags and sometimes write a little bit more information or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the long ass rambling ones, you know, with a million hashtags or whatever, guilty. That's usually (laughs) me. I mean, you you can tell, yeah, you can can really tell like when you look at them, whether it's a, a a David Claire or Rick post on on the stuff. So, uh, yeah, no. So that's fun. Um, and we all love being the voice of midsummer. And, uh, like I said, it just, it's a matter of remaining true uh, to our mission and to our brand. I know that sounds so corporate, but I mean, Midsummer is a brand. Um, it's very important to us to, uh, you know, look, it, it, if you're Walt Disney and you start delegating all of your communications to someone other than Walt Disney, well, then that changes. If you're, if you're Steve Jobs and other people start speaking for you, that's not Steve Jobs anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're midsummer and you're used to the 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 quartet of us being the voice of the, the you know, once that starts getting out of your grasp, it suddenly one day isn't it, it isn't midsummer anymore. Yeah. Well, it's no this one's weird going entity. to speak with the passion that you do. No one will speak with the careful balance of of insight and letting out a little bit of a secret without giving away a secret. Sure, all of that kind of comes into play when you have these communications and whether or not they're intended to be like official communications, right. they're going to be taken as gospel. Yeah. And like, that is like you said, it's the brand, but it's almost more like a spirit. Yeah. Like it's yeah, the yeah. soul of, you know, the thing that you're building. Sure. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And, and as, as off the cuff as it sounds, Oh, I assure you there was a, a detailed conversation between me and David Markland about what I could talk about tonight and what I would divulge <laughs> oh, tonight. I'm sure. This has been a several day discussion. So it, <laughs> there is nothing that's a, a mistake when we, you know, let things out, but, uh, but uh, no, it, it's, it's something that's a coordinated effort and uh, you're going to be hearing you being you and you and you over there and yet you in the car and you listening in the bathroom, you all are going to hear from Midsummer Scream very, very soon on a broad, very official level. So it, it, the time is coming where it's really it, it's it's really almost go time for this. So, yeah. Will you be able to come back and visit us again and tell us more? Yeah, things? of course. Anytime. We'll come back and keep you guys posted on this stuff. And we'll talk more about the Hall of Shadows since that's my main sandbox. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this Get year. Some more barbecue. Super yes. Was it good? <laughs> Badland Barbecue. Yeah, shout out to them, right? In Norco. That's, that's the best barbecue that we have had this side of the Nevada State Line. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did they treat you better this time? It was the same day. Night and day difference. Yeah. Amazing time. Oh my gosh. You were missed. Yeah. It was a night and day difference. Well, what would I have eaten? The cornbread? Maybe. I thought about that. I thought, (laughs) and then I forgot that Casey is a carnivore. Like, and I I totally forgot. And he comes, they bring Casey's, this burger full of meat. I was like, holy shit, what are you going to do? Eat the bread? You know, I was like, what? (laughs) So, no, it was like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. I got Um, the chopped brisket sandwich. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. But I thought to myself, yeah, I was looking at my plate going, Veronica would have the uh, cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. Because the cornbread and the, the, the chicory corn. corn on the cob. Yeah. That's just really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
So yeah. there you go. Badlands. Badlands Barbecue in Norco. I'm glad yeah. they treated you better. It was actually making me nervous. I'm like, I think I have another shitty time, but no. Sounds like Yeah. So this is what our third time there. Yeah. First time was great. Second time was nightmare. And we will chalk that up to COVID. Yeah. We yeah. have to, right? Because this time it was fantastic. We had so many people come and ask us how our meal was. Oh, my, gosh, uh, oh my God. It was crazy. Uh-huh. It was five o'clock. There was no line. Yeah. They were so fast. Wow. We walked right in and they were like, we can help you right here. I was like, pump the brakes, lady. This is so fast here. I don't even know what I want. But no, <laughs> they, the they, yeah, they were they were wonderful with us. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and they, that's great. they came and they asked if we if we needed anything else. And it was just it was it was great. So a wonderful experience again. Yeah. It was great. Very cool. Well, I don't know yeah. if we talked any shit on them last time, but this definitely would make up for oh, it. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> and I said, because we were talking about what we were gonna do, and I said, yeah. no, this is this will be uh if this is strike, this is gonna be strike two. There won't be a strike three. Right. So, yeah. you know. But uh, no, it was great. I'm glad yeah. we did it, and I'm I'm fat and happy right now, and yeah. uh, excited that we could come talk with you guys. And well, and uh, yeah, thank you. You're essentially the the third host of the podcast because yeah. the last like what four or five we've released have been with you. So Aww. I know anytime. Well, I know, I know you're a busy dude, but like um, things well, have been crazy this. busy lately for me. So well, they have, and I'm very proud and very excited for you and it's, it's good stuff man it's hard finding time to to even sit down and talk with her let alone do a podcast yeah, yeah. and i my job takes take it i like to say it takes all my mana like i yeah. have nothing left at yeah. the end and i can only just like yeah. swat with my offhand at mm-hmm. whatever comes out I have nothing left yeah but this was nice and i ended up talking way more than you did this time. but this yeah. is good that's good i'm glad that you, you were on it yeah. Veronica has a Thank lot of you. work to do, and I, I peer pressured her into being on the podcast here with us. Yeah. But uh, I'm grateful that you did. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not the same. So th- this is this has been really good, and you know, knock on wood, I hope that everybody is off and running into a year that's going to be so much better. And I, I just think I, I, you can feel that there's like this this hope and this 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 underlying current of of um, hesitant positivity you know looking forward to the months ahead mm-hmm. as long as we're not plummeted into like world war three here well with, with, you know Russia who knows soon. but uh <laughs> we're already ready for it we'll, we'll have made Bye, it war we'll, we'll have made it through the pandemic but now we can't have midsummer screen because we're in the middle of a world war but uh you we know we have a nylon shortage again there you go so um <laughs> uh, yeah uh but no I, I really think that this year and i hope that everybody listening is is often running on a on a much stronger uh new year and and all i can say is you know you're you're not alone out there i i make it very clear that that you know i struggle with anxiety and depression and uh it's a real thing and you know nova and i were talking on the way up here you know especially the youngsters like people that have kids yeah this shit has been horrible for kids of all ages, the past two years, they've lived in a bubble. They don't even know what it's like to go to class, to have friends, to play in the playground. Like, uh-huh. it's insane, the vacuum that we've all been in. So the damage has been done. There's a lot of damage. There's a lot of people that are going to have, I think all of us, to a certain degree, are going to have PTSD yes. coming out of this. I get super skin crawly, even season screamings, Awaken the Spirits. It was like our people there. Yeah. And my skin was crawling off because I was like, holy shit, there are a lot of people around us. Mm-hmm. I've never really been that way. I've had, I have social anxiety. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But when it's your party, it's like, 
it's cool. You walk out like, this is awesome. This is our people. <laughs> but it was very awkward, and it was hard for me to talk to people, and it was very skin-crawly, and people mm-hmm. come up and want hugs. And, and it's just, you think about these things now. Yeah. You know, they weigh on you. So listen, if you're listening and you're having a hard time, you know, you're not alone. Talk to your friends. Talk to your loved ones. If you're super depressed, there are numbers to call. Call people. Just, you're not alone. And we, we are getting through this thing together. We're getting through this thing as a community. And uh, I just can't wait to see everybody pouring in through the doors in in July. It's going to be it's gonna be wonderful. I'm very excited. But thank you so much for coming all the way out here. Thank you. I had a fun time. Well, you guys are welcome. And thank you for having me on to yap about this and, and giving Midsummer the stage that you always do. And uh, I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, again soon and talking about things sooner yep. and uh, putting on a hell of a show with you. Heck yeah. We can't wait. Well, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you both, the whole executive oh, team, everyone that's connected to it. Yeah. You you have brought this spirit and created this spirit. And we're very grateful to be part of the party and to awesome. even be invited and to be lucky enough to yeah. have you know friends like you awesome. who are willing to talk about it and and also to be open and vulnerable because yes it's this big machine it's this big thing that's been going on but you're a person mm. and the other people are people and the people who buy the tickets those are people yep those are human ass beings yep who feel and think things and it's bigger than just remembering to look at your 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 checklist right yeah. it's yeah. it's what all of it is building towards is so much bigger than any checklist that you'll have on any day or any appointment you have to have any zoom call. We had a lot of people say for both awaken and really a lot for season screamings, people beyond that show have written to us or DM'd us or texted us or whatever and said, you have no idea how much I needed this. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, we are very keenly aware of the impact that this has on people bringing the community together um it adds a lot of pressure on us to to outperform what what people want in in a midsummer show um but it also is is uh reaffirming to us that we are good following our internal compasses still mm-hmm. yep. that we're still on the right track and uh i think you know again the four of us are very different and the four of us have gone through the pandemic and handled it all uh differently Mm -hmm. you know but at the end of the day we are very aware uh of the challenges and and the the real the very real damage that this has caused you know like i said yeah business-wise not great this two years have been pretty shitty business-wise you know sure but even up and beyond that is the whole social aspect of it and what it's done to people right Money will come and go, but people, there have been entire generations like of people now really affected by this. Yep. You oh, know? absolutely. And Kids, mechanisms. old people, everybody in between. Yeah. There's been so much loss, you know, so much loss that, God, we have to come together <laughs> this yeah. July and have a hell of a homecoming and a hell of a party because it's time for all of us to stand up and get our lives back. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the up note here we want to end this on. But I mean, we're we are planning on giving it a hundred and ten percent. And really, we are completely dedicated. And I know that I can speak for the four of us and I can speak for our core team and everybody associated with us. We are going to deliver the best Midsummer Scream ever because 
We all need it. Yep. We do. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Go to church, baby. <laughs> yes. And on that note, guys, uh, see you in the fog. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs>